You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Well... In case you're new here, uh, Allie lost her job as a comedian, so we picked her up here at City Tribe. We're so glad you're here, and one of the things you'll find about this church is that there are a fair number of people that are what we call spiritual investigators, not yet believed, and like Bono, you would say, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, even though you know, you've tried to find the meaning of life or fill the void that's in your heart in a lot of different ways. But could I suggest to you that many of those of us who are already Christ followers, who are believed in Jesus, still haven't found what we're looking for either. Because even though we filled our hearts with Jesus, sometimes there are things that we're looking for that we've just not yet found. And so we thought, thought it would be appropriate for our band to share a song with you appropriate to that content. So would you give a rowdy welcome to our band as they sing a little U2 for us today?
Good times, huh? You know it's going to be a good day in church whenever you get you two in church, right, on? And, you know, I was talking with Edwin earlier, and he hadn't sang publicly for a couple of years, and I'm just grateful to God that he was able to bring it out for us uh, today to help encourage us. And, you know, um, if you still haven't found what you're looking for, whether a believer or unbeliever, my hope is and my prayer is for you today that God would fill that place that feels like a hole in your heart or in your life today. And in case you're new, we've been in the midst of a series of teachings or a series or season of time that we do every January called 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting because we're seeking hard after God this year. And we've said, hey, God, it's not about those people out there in the world that we want to point the finger at, but God, make a difference in me so that I can make a difference with you in the world. And we got these little wristbands in case you didn't get one when you came in. You can probably get one. They probably have some in the lobby, but they remind us that we're asking God to help us to be holy, like legit, like pure in our motivation and our love. And God, help us to be honest, you know, about our current condition and about our own sins so that we can change and become more holy. And Pastor Joe helped us to see last Sunday that we want to be hopeful, filled with faith that God is really going to do what he says he does in the scriptures. And today we're going to look at how to be holistic. Now, let me give you a definition of holistic in the way that we're going to be using the term today. A holistic approach means not just making a difference in one way, but in many ways like a human body. Because we certainly want to make a holistic difference in our own lives. Like we want to have good nutrition. We want to have a healthy body, healthy emotions, healthy soul and spirit and mind and thinking the whole package, right? But as Americans, it's hard for us to see that we're interconnected and that it's not just about my holistic health, but it's about our holistic health. As a body, the Bible calls the church. Go with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 5, where Paul tells us, in the same way, we who are many are what? One body in Christ and individually members of one another. We are brothers and sisters interconnected with each other. In order to illustrate this, I want you to do something for me. Touch your leg real quick, will you? Not someone else's leg, your leg, just your leg. Okay, now go ahead and touch your other leg. Okay, now uh, if you want to walk, you need both of them, right? Like you can't have one leg trying to go ahead without the, the other leg. You need them both to walk. Now touch your stomach real quick. Just touch your stomach. Okay, some of you want those stomachs to get a little smaller. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But you, you need that stomach to process your food, right? On? Now touch your arm for me right? Okay, you need that arm to put tattoos and stuff on it, right? So uh, you need every part of your body in order to function holistically the way that God designed you to do. And the thing about the church is that the enemy is trying to 
both divide and denigrate churches because the church is God's chosen instrument with which to make a difference in the world. And so I like what spooky smart uh, scholar Ed Stetzer says, you can't love Jesus and hate his wife. You know, people that are trying to love Jesus without loving church, but the two have to go together because the church is Jesus's wife. And so as a pastor, my job and role here is not just to serve God and experience God and make a difference for God myself, but it's to look around at you, the body, and see where God is already moving and join him and pour gas on it, empower it, and uh, help you to make a difference in the world. Now, as I've sat back and watched and listened and prayed, I've seen God over the past few years making a difference, working and moving in seven key areas. I want to show them to you. On screen, you'll see that God's moving in cultivate, serving the under-resourced, sharing Christ's tribes, prayer, generosity, and through the arts. Now, what that is, it's a summary of or an espresso shot of a series that we're going to start where I'm going to break down all seven of those in a series in a few weeks here that we'll, we'll start. Um, but today, I'm going to spend a little time on each one. So first, let's look at how God is moving in the body through cultivate. Go with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 2, where Paul tells us, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And that's what Jesus wants us to do, right? You fulfill the law when we bear each other's burdens as a church. Like church, you don't want to heap burdens on. You want to carry burdens and help them. And that's a part of what our ministry called Cultivate does. I want you to understand, Cultivate is not just a class, but it's a mindset. It's a mindset that we have as a collective that we're going to pay attention to our spirits and our emotions together. Those things often go together. Now, right now, during this semester, there's right around 100 people going through the class called Cultivate. And these are courageous people that are really digging up and dealing with a lot of their past, like they're uprooting past pain and poor patterns in order to grow positive patterns and produce peace and hope in their lives. And look, if you decide you want to go through Cultivate, you better think long and hard about it. I mean, you can't just go right now. You have to wait till the next semester starts. But if you're going to do it, it's, you got to understand before you get into it that it's kind of like a CrossFit workout for your soul in a lot of ways. I mean, it can be kind of hard. And look, everybody doesn't have what it takes to finish it. I mean, there's some people that have to start and then they're just like, dude, I can't do this, okay? And then they, they, they start another semester and finish it up and others just can't ever get through the whole thing. But if you're ever going to go through Cultivate, I want to make a personal suggestion to you if you have the courage to do it, is that I would suggest going through in an in-person group and go all the way through and go to the retreat. And that seems to me what I've observed gets the best result in that. And I brought for you today a story of someone that just got through Cultivate. Her name's Elizabeth. And she says, I came to City Tribe in April of 2021. I was in the middle of a divorce. I had recently left the battered women's shelter seeking protection and justice. I was so angry, especially at God. Was he listening to my prayers? My last spouse was a believer. Why didn't this marriage work? I prayed, I believed, but deep in my heart, I knew I had to change 
in order to see change. I just didn't know how. I simply felt abandoned by God. My heart weighed heavy with anger and shame. I saw the announcement for Cultivate. I knew whatever that program was, I needed it. I felt it was my last hope to still believe in God. She goes on to write, during the Cultivate classes, I learned and experienced the power of healing, of transparency in a safe place. I came to realize that my heavenly father was never okay with the abuse I was subjected to growing up and in my marriages. Every time I was hurting, he was weeping with me. He was always there beside me and my kids. I also learned how to recognize God's voice through prayer, visions, words, and experiences, sweet confirmations. I was now able to hug, to love, to be love. I'll never forget as a dear sister sang at retreat, I am who he says I am. Oh, how those words hit my heart deep. I'm chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. I cried because I finally believe and accepted who I am in Christ. I now have a family in Christ that I met during Cultivate Net Retreat that means the world to me and that helped me grow in my walk with Christ. My oldest daughter, Melanie, experienced some of the abuse with me. You can see Melanie pictured on screen. She decided to take Cultivate, and she accepted Christ at City Youth in the fall of 2022 and was baptized December 24th. I can confirm that Jesus can do what no therapist can do. Every question I had asked him, he answered it through Cultivate. This is someone who believed, but still hadn't found what she was looking for until Cultivate, and God build a hole in her, in and through the healing process. Isn't that good news? Right? Take it out. So check this out. So since our emotions are such a big part of the equation, Pastor Joe has led City Tribe to now be recognized as a mental health-friendly organization. And the reason our church is now recognized is that... It's because we have the right number, a significant number of what's called wellness champions and other services that help people get through difficult times in life. And so we see God moving in and through the cultivate mindset. But look at the second area we see God moving, and that is through generosity. Maybe the spiritual hole that needs to be filled in your life is through generosity and giving. Now, one time in the Old Testament, God had to really lay it on his people and correct them because they were not being generous like they were supposed to be. Go with me to the Old Testament, and we're going to look at uh, an Italian prophet named Malachi. Not really Italian. It's just my version of a joke. I've been around Alley too long. But look at chapter 3, verse 8 through uh, 12, where the prophet says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now on this, says the Lord of hosts, or some translations say, test me on this. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will, be, there will not be room enough to receive it, and all nations will call you what? Blessed, right? Now check this out. Isn't it great that we're under the new covenant, 
now, right? And so if you accidentally, you know, miss a tithe, you're not going to be cursed because Jesus took all the curses on us on the cross for us, right? But, but these people, they were experiencing the consequences of their lack of generosity. And as you look at this, the question is, how can you rob God? Because God owns everything. Well, the answer is the only way to rob God of anything, since he owns everything, is when we rob God the ability to bless us. And some of you don't know that God wants to bless you and he wants good for your life. And one of the things that we understand around here is that being blessed is a lot more holistic than just getting money or stuff, but it's the ability to enjoy what we have. It's the ability to have great relationships. It's the ability to see how our resources can serve and bless other people. That is living in God's blessing, you see? And so in the, if the Old Testament people could get blessed so much that they couldn't even handle it all, how much more in the new covenant, in the world in which we live today, in the, under the new covenant with Jesus, how much more will God bless his kids? when we're generous, right? Because the new covenant is better than the old. And so I've got this friend in the church and he's one of those guys that's like, tithing is like a baseline for this guy. I mean, this guy way above tithing and I've watched him in his life meet financial and physical material needs for, for our church, for other people around. One day I watched him right outside here and there was a guy who was living on the streets who didn't have shoes walking barefoot. And my friend took off very expensive shoes, just gave them to that dude and walked around in his socks for the rest of the day. And this friend was telling me one day about um, when he owed money because of some past financial problems, he owed a judge $20,000. Okay. in my like home budget, 20K is a lot of moolah, right? And this friend owed $20,000 to a judge and he didn't have it. And he was on his way in his car to just kind of plead for mercy with the judge and tell him, hey, look, man, I don't have the money, but I'm good for it. I mean, I'll work for it. Give me a payment plant, hook a brother up, you know, help me out. And he's on his way and he prays and he gets a phone call in the car on the way to the judge to beg for mercy. And the call was from someone at his company telling him, that he was due a bonus and they, had, they, by some mistake, didn't give it to him. And guess how much the bonus check that he was going to get was going to be? You already know. It's $20,000, okay? You think you're going to have to tell that bro that God didn't bless his kids and provide for him in the right time? He knows that God loves to provide for and bless his kids. And look, our trustees that approve the financial budgets and everything around here and hold us accountable uh, financially, they approved for our church to take a $200,000 risk this year in order to pay for some facility things. So like, you know, for one, you can sit in here and water won't leak on you from the roof and stuff like that and uh, some other staffing related issues. And already, you know how much we've received out of the $200,000 need above and beyond our regular budget? $100,515. Okay. And it's only January. And here's what I'm here to tell you today is that I'll stand right up here sometime near the end of the year. I'm going to tell you how much more God has blessed us with and what we needed to do the awesome stuff that Jesus cares about because our God is a good God that loves to bless his kids and provide for all of our needs, right? It's going to happen. So God is moving and some of you 
will fill the hole that's in your life. Oh, you've already believed, but there's still a hole because you've not yet been as generous as God has designed you to be. See, you can fill that hole through generosity. But look at the third area, and this is in the area of tribes. Perhaps your spiritual hole will be filled when you engage in community as the scripture describes it. Now go with me to Acts chapter 2 verse 42. This is talking about the early believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So a part of our holes that we've got to fill sometimes is being in community in some capacity in order to help us better support our tribes. We've employed the help of Pastor Pedro Constante, who's recently joined our staff. And you can see Pedro there on screen, and he's got a real serious look on his face. But if you know Pedro in real life, he is a loving, shepherding caring pastor, and you're going to love getting to know him, and he's empowering our tribe leaders alongside Pastor Joe. Joe's not going anywhere, but it's just going to free Joe up to teach more and also to do a little more hospice care, and one of the groups that Pedro is helping to support are these next guys you're going to see on screen. Their names are Abraham, Tito, and Mark, and they give leadership to what's called the motorcycle tribe. And so they like ride their big hogs together. I keep threatening them. I ride my Vespa scooter with them some night. You know, but anyways, they, they, they ride their motorcycles, right? And these guys, if you've ever been around them, they are like brothers to each other. If one were not apart, they would all feel a hole in their hearts. They study the scriptures together. They pray together. They serve in all kinds of different ways together. Because they filled that hole in their lives of community in a tribe. Look at this next picture of some of our young adults who regularly get together to support each other through the challenges of trying to make it in the world as a young 20-something trying to figure out what you're going to do next and who you're going to marry and what you should do as a career and all these type of things. And I'm telling you, if not for these folks and others who are part of that group that are not in the picture, without them volunteering around this church, I don't know what we would do some weeks because these folks, they serve in every different facet of the ministry we call City Tribe church. And I want to ask a question. If you've ever served as any type of a tribe leader, group leader, class leader of any sort here at City Tribe, would you just raise your hand real quick? Would you guys join me in honoring these folks who serve because you guys are making such a huge difference. And we thank, can't thank God enough for you. And one of the things that I've observed is in our students at City Youth that Aaron Cervantes is giving leadership to, is that our students are leaning into their groups and Aaron is leading them to be very, very relationally connected and in discipleship. And I'm so grateful for those student leaders over the years and now who are helping our students in their groups. They're deeply engaged in these groups. And um, being a teenager and being a child today is complex, is it not? It's harder than I think it it perhaps has ever been in a lot of ways. And it's because 
before God does something amazing, if you look in the Bible, you'll see that there's an enemy that's always trying to take out the next generation from experiencing what God wants to do. If you go back to the Exodus in Egypt, when the Jewish people were about to be delivered from slavery, the Pharaoh killed a bunch of the Jewish baby boys trying to take out that next generation from experiencing the freedom of God. Then just before Jesus was going to come onto the scene to do miracles, to die on the cross for all of our sins and rise again from the dead, what happened? Herod killed a bunch of baby boys trying to take out the next generation from being a part of what God wanted to do for his people. And look, younger people, if you're 20 years old or younger, I'm speaking directly to you right now. We love you. We thank God for you. We thank God for the many different ways that you're a part of this church in every facet of the ministry. And we will not just entertain you, but we will challenge you to be fully devoted followers of Jesus around here who will be resilient disciples who will be able to endure to the end despite the attacks of the enemy in our world that's trying to keep you from encountering all that God has for you to thrive in the power of the Holy Spirit. We love you younger people, so continue to engage with us. But here's the fourth area that we're seeing God move, and it's through the arts and creativity. Some of you will be unfulfilled unless you create something. Go with me to a couple of scriptures. Let me show you one in Exodus chapter 31. And I just want you to look at the part that's underlined here. You see a guy named Bezalel and God made him to make artistic designs for work in the temple. Now go to the next passage and you're going to see here in 2 Chronicles chapter 34 verse 12 that God made some people who were skillful with instruments of music. See, Music is very important to God. The arts are very important to God. Just last weekend, there were a group of musicians and artists from here all over the country at a spirit-filled songwriting seminar called Song Lab. Song Lab was created and it's taught and led by friend of City Tribe Church, Meredith Malden. She's one of the original founders of Upper Room in the Dallas area. And she trains people along with some of our folks to uh, write music and express the creativity that God has given to them. And Song Lab doesn't just happen here at the Cameo and throughout our buildings, but it also happens at a place called the Greenhouse Recording Studios, which was created by our own, uh, you know, he's our pastor of arts and operations, Jake Kreifels. And if you want to go to our YouTube channel, you can find a video about the greenhouse, how God led Jake to find an old, dilapidated, overgrown house on the south side, rehab it, and turn it into a working studio by which people, when they create their art, they can record it right there at the greenhouse on the city's south side. In fact, my book audio was actually recorded at the greenhouse because God is moving and working in the arts. Now, one of the things that's interesting to me, to me about our staff right now is that God has led to be on our staff. Over half of our staff members are musicians of some sort. And Aaron Cervantes, who leads City Youth, and you heard him, you know, pretending to be the edge earlier, you know, playing guitar. Well, he uh, uh, has his friend 
and his friend's name is Reed Deming. And in case you're not familiar with Reed, we see him pictured on screen. He was featured on The X Factor with Simon Cowell and Britney Spears. And this catapulted Reed into the music industry just as a kid. You know, they were calling him the next Justin Bieber or something like that. And so um, it catapulted him to a world that he wasn't prepared for. And he went through a lot of ups and downs and challenges in that. But he came to know some Jesus followers after some really hard times. And he came to follow Jesus. And Reed is actually going to do a concert right here at City Tribe in the Cameo Theater in 2023 in conjunction with an art festival that we're going to do right here. Now, Reed's, you know, young uh, fans are going to fill up the Cameo, and then we'll be able to fill up the courtyard, the cafe, the second and third floors with art, your paintings, your sculptures, your poetry, your, what's some other stuff, photography, your metal work, all kinds of art. If you want to bring it, display it, sell it, wheel it, deal it, whatever with it, um, it's going to be at our art festival in 2023 that we're about to set the date for. So if you're an artist of any sort and you want to display your stuff at the art festival, then go into the cafe at the Tribe Connect tent. They put it inside because it's you know raining on and off today. And Priscilla will be there and just tell Pris, hey, I want to display my stuff in the art festival in 2023. And and when, as soon as we get the solid dates on that, uh, we'll make sure and get you involved in that because God is working in the arts. But look at the fifth area where God is moving and working in our church. And that is in the area of serving the under-resourced. Proverbs nineteen seventeen tells us, whoever is generous to the poor lends to who? The Lord. And he will repay him for his deed. And perhaps you're like I was some years ago where I believed I was even willing to speak about Christ with my mouth, but God didn't just want my mouth. He wanted my hands. You follow me? To serve and to give and to love the under-resourced. And uh, what happened with me was is I got this phrase in my head that just kept going on repeat as I would pray. And the phrase was a phrase that's a couple of times mentioned in the scriptures, and it's how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And when I studied that out, I found that it was about bringing the good news of Jesus, not just with the proclamation of it, which is important, but also with the practical needs part of it in serving the under-resourced. And so what that led me to do was... Um, continue praying. And as I prayed, I had this picture in my mind of giving shoes to Tarahumara people down in Mexico. So we did this big shoe collection and people gave loads and loads of shoes and a group of us hauled them down to Chihuahua, Mexico in a van. And we went out to meet the Tarahumara people and we met with them there and hung out with them there and then in one of the pictures they'll put on screen is about of these little kids getting brand new shoes that um, they never would have received uh, had had we not gone and here's one of the interesting things about the shoe giveaway is that this news truck showed up now you gotta understand we're way out in the mountains in the middle of nowhere so it's not like we were in the middle of town it would be like the equivalent of one of the major media outlets from San Antonio showing up in Dilly, Texas, okay? It's just like we're way out in the sticks. 
And I didn't know what the news crew was going to do, but they just started questioning all the people that were in our group. And a couple of days later, when we were leaving Chihuahua, we got a newspaper. And on the front page of the newspaper was an article about us sharing Christ, but also giving in a tangible way. See? And that's a holistic kind of approach. See, it's not just with our mouth, but with our hands. And God wanted to share that message with a market of over a million people in Chihuahua when we left. And so one of the things that's been central to this church and where we've seen God smile on our ministry is when we continue to keep as a part of our culture to serve those who have less than we do. And here's the thing. If you're in our church today, we have many people in our church that perhaps you're without a home right now. You're a part of the family. We're not doing ministry for you. We're doing it with you, you see, you're part of the family, whether you live in, you know, Alamo Heights or in Haven for Hope around here, we're all equal and the same and a part of the same family. And we share with each other to serve each other's needs. And one of the events we do to foster this in our environment is our karaoke for our under-resourced friends event. And the reason we did that is because you know, we've seen lots of ministries that, that, you know, feed people sandwiches or whatever, and then make them listen to a sermon. Well, uh, people don't always want to listen to a sermon, but it's, hey, I'll take, the, I'll take the ham sandwich or whatever, you know, if you're going to give it away, and I'll sit here and endure your sermon, not listen anyway. But what we decided to do was an event where we're not the ones on stage, but they are. And uh, our, our friends that are living on the streets. And so we started out in the cafe and people were having a great time, you know, coming up, having lived on the streets, but coming in here and being stars for a while, singing karaoke songs, your favorite songs. And then it grew to a point where we had to move it over here into the theater. And one of the reasons for that is because we employed the help of city triber Gabriel Martinez. Gabe's right down here. We just waved Gabe. Sorry to, inter- sorry to embarrass you, bro. But uh, here it goes. And so what you don't know about Gabe is he also serves down the street at a place called Cub, which used to stand for Church Under the Bridge. Now they changed the name to Community Under the Bridge. And what Gabriel helped us to see is the type of stuff we should feed and also the kind of stuff that was tangible and, and helpful and practical for people who are living on the streets to give to them. And then also what we could do by way of activities here in the theater for our karaoke events. And I remember uh, the last time we did it here in the theater, I was just kind of sitting around with people talking and enjoying conversation, getting to know people. And one guy who had been living on the street says, hey, man, I'm just glad to come in here for a couple hours and, and sit in air conditioning. And that gave me a great perspective, you know, uh, of what people are just suffering out there. And do you think that homelessness has gone away in American cities? We know it hasn't. And we know people are suffering And they're the people that God has called us to bring in and be a part of the family through our generosity, you see? So look, some of you are like, karaoke, I can get down with that. And if you want to be a part of that next event, um, what Gabriel tells me is that down at Cub, all the people that get meals there regularly, they're saying, when's City Tribe going to do the next karaoke event? When are they going to do the next karaoke event? Well, I'm here to tell you when it is. It's going to be on February the 24th. That's just next month. 
And if you want to be a part of it, look, if you're going to be a part of it, you're not just going to come and sit around, you know, whatever. It's like, you're going to be building relationships with people and talking to people and engaging in conversations with people. You're going to be serving food. You can get up, sing karaoke. I really like Johnny Cash, if you can do that. Uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to serve at that. If you want to be a part, uh, Priscilla is going to be right next door in the cafe, and you can go right in the cafe and get signed up to be a part of uh, our karaoke event that's going to happen on February the 24th. But here's the sixth area that we see God moving in the body. It's when we engage in prayer, in prayer. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 21, 13, my house shall be called a house of what? Of prayer. And for some, we know, we, we believed in him, but we never talked to him. How are you going to develop a relationship where you don't talk to someone, right? And so it's like Jesus wants to be spoken to, and he wants to speak back to those who speak with him. That's why every year in January, we always have 21 days of prayer and fasting because we want to seek him first. And our prayer leaders, under the leadership of Sarah Reyes, are not just praying for people after the services. But I watched Sarah this morning. Before you got here, she walked through this theater and touched chairs and prayed over every chair. And some of our prayer leaders are praying and God gives them a sense of what you're going through and they pray for it before you ever get here. You've been prayed for and served in and through prayer. Um, if you have ever been prayed for by any of our prayer leaders, would you just raise your hands real quick? Anybody? Yeah, a bunch of us are joined in prayer. Let's thank God for our prayer leaders and the way that they've served us in, in that. In addition to our prayer leaders, a couple of our staff members have led us to do something every Tuesday called Noonday Prayer. We just come in the theater, we open up the Cameo Theater, whoever wants to come in here and just pray and minister to the Lord and worship him. And sometimes he brings needs to our mind that we pray for. And it's just a handful of people that will come in here and pray. And others like to join online from the office or from home and pray as well. But I'm telling you, prayer is the secret sauce to what God is doing here at City Tribe Church. And we've got to keep up the prayers um, in order to continue to see God moving. But look at the seventh area that we see God moving in the body, and that is when we build up the courage to share Christ with other people that don't know him. Go with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where the scriptures say, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And for some, you've known Christ, but you still haven't found what you're looking for because you've not yet shared Christ. And look, for some of us, we feel a burden for those that don't know Jesus. And it's like a part of our body has not been connected yet. And we're operating incomplete and it'll fill a hole when spiritual investigators believe in Jesus I want to show you a picture of some of our baptisms from just recently, Christmas Eve. And I'm telling you, the reason that these people on screen have believed in Jesus and all the baptisms that have happened here is not because of me. It's because of you. 
because you have in the best way you know how. I mean, I know a lot of you and you're like, hey, I'm not some theologian. I don't know every Bible verse and have it memorized. But in ways that you understand and know how to do, you just sometimes it's helpful to invite friends to services. And other times you just engage in conversations with people at your school or your work or at home or in the neighborhood or whatever. And those baptisms are happening because of you guys. And you're sharing Christ. And when we share Christ, God smiles upon us. And I want to tell you, our next baptism is going to happen on Easter Sunday, April the 9th. And we want to be praying. We've got names on front of the stage of people we're praying for. We're going to pray for more people uh, in the coming days that God would help them come to know him. And one of the things that I've noticed, maybe you've noticed this too, is that does it appear to you that there seem to be more and more downtown and Alamo Dome events happening on Sundays. Have you noticed that? And I got to be honest with you, it agitates me or aggravates me a little bit. Here's why. First of all, your pastor is not a very good Christian because I wouldn't be agitated by this if I was. But I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, there's another race, another marathon, you know, another tractor run at the dome, you know, or whatever like that. And it's going to mess up church parking and people can't get to church. Well, I should know better than thinking that way. See, people that God is bringing right by our front doors are not a problem. They're an opportunity. See, God's bringing people by here because he wants to do something. I just hadn't seen it all yet. And I should know this lesson because he's already taught me this lesson, but I'm a little stubborn sometimes and I don't always get the lesson the first time. Sometimes I have to go back to summer school and these kind of lessons, but I want to take you back. A few years ago, like just before we changed our name, remember, like we changed our name to City Tribe Church, but before that, we were called City Church Downtown. You remember those days, some of you? Okay. Well, before we changed the name, uh, we were going to have our Easter services like we do a lot of years over at Sunset Station. Now, I know they've changed the name to the SB now, but I still think of it as Sunset Station, right? But we like going to Sunset Station because we can serve a couple of thousand people over there, and uh, it's outdoors, and it's beautiful, and we don't have to do so many services, you know, and we can all join together this big event, and it's a lot of fun. But that year, the Final Four basketball tournament was happening at the Alamo Dome, and they rented up everything. So we couldn't have Sunset Station. They already had it. And it was going to affect parking and, you know, a lot of people down here. And I was a little grumpy about it because, you know, we couldn't meet over there for the big event. And I was going to have to preach it, you know, like 72 services that we had to have to accommodate all the people that come to Easter services, right? So honestly, I was a little bit bitter And after I'd done one of those 72 services, something dawned on me. You never know who's in the room. You never know who's in this room or online. And after one of those services, I walked out and I met this guy. I'll show you on video. Take a look. Hey, I'm hanging out today, worship today with Ernie. Ernie, could you give us a little encouragement here at uh, City Church downtown? I'm, I was looking for a place. I'm from Atlanta. I was looking for a place to, to worship on Easter Sunday. Looked online. I said, that's got to be the place. Made the walk over here today and blessed that I did. Uh, keep it up, man. It's awesome. Thank you, Ernie. Appreciate it. You got it. 
That's pretty cool, right? Do you know who that is? Raise your hand if you know who that is. Okay, okay. You should. If you don't, okay, you need to watch like inside the NBA and there's like NBA 2K game, video game. You should know that that is Ernie Johnson. Okay, he's kind of kind of a big deal. Well, I met him after services on Easter that year. And then if you fast forward a couple of months after I met Ernie here in the cameo, um, I was in Africa doing some ministry. And I got back to the hotel after ministering a long, hard day in Africa. And I got back to the hotel where there's internet. My phone starts blowing up. People are saying, you know, something about Ernie Johnson had said something about us on TV. And so let me give you some context. This next video I'm going to show you is that um, Ernie Johnson and Shaquille O'Neal and Kenny the Jet, they like are, during these basketball playoffs and stuff on their show, they're talking about, like, uh, they're making picks of games. Who's going to win games? And if they're pick one, then they got to give, like, certain amounts of money to their favorite charities. And so take a look at what happened on Inside the NBA that night. And I got to tell you in advance that the audio on this one is a little sketch. So you got to lean in to listen to it. Take a look. I, uh, during Final Four, I was able to... Uh... Easter Sunday went to City Church downtown in San Antonio. This is a great church doing great things for the people there and a wide demographic there. And it's just a beautiful place. Made my Easter Sunday very special. So 2500 to City Church downtown in San Antonio. Shout out to the pastor there, Doug Robbins, over there at Cameo Theater. You guys do a great job. That's pretty cool, huh? That's like... I'm blushing. Ernie gave me a shout out, you know. It's just like, in my little mind, I'm upset because we can't reach a couple of thousand people at Sunset Station. But in God's mind, it's like, I don't want to reach a couple of thousand. I want to reach millions through inside the NBA because God has something bigger for your life than what you can imagine that you want to do on your own. And so God can reach the masses, but he's in the mustard seed too, isn't he? See, this little theater in downtown, we're a small little theater, a small little church. We can make a big impact, can't we? And remember what I told you, that you never know who's in the room, right? Well, Ernie Johnson wasn't the only one in the room that day, even though he's a celebrity, there was someone else that sent us an email, and I want to read you her email. Her name is Maria from Turner Broadcasting, and here's what her email says. I wanted to reach out because I was in San Antonio working for the Final Four and came to your church on Easter Sunday. I'd felt an obligation to go, but was looking forward to checking out a new church. You see, I was raised Roman Catholic and had been struggling with my relationship with the church for some time. I just didn't have a connection and wasn't comfortable when there at church. I was envious of those who enjoyed going to church and looked forward to going to church. I've never been that person. After attending your one o'clock service with Pastor Doug, I'd wish that a church like yours existed where I live in New Jersey. I love the message, the music, and the community. I went back to work that same day and started searching online for a church like that with no luck. However, on your website, I stumbled upon your podcasts and downloaded a few episodes for the flight home. 
I heard Pastor Doug's episode about how he was originally bummed out about giving up access to Sunset Station during Final Four, but then realized what an opportunity it could be. And I just wanted to say that it was my company that took over Sunset Station. (laughs) Not only did our beloved Ernie Johnson attend one of your services, but there were a few of us. And it was at his service that sparked a desire in me to keep tuning into your podcast, to hear your message all the way from New Jersey. Thank you all very much and keep up the great work. Maria, let's go, huh? Oh, man. There's some of us that we have a hole in our lives, in our hearts, a missing body part until those who are lost are found, like Maria. And perhaps you are a Maria. What's interesting to me, Maria, is, <laughs> is the links that God will go to bring you home, the peculiar circumstances he'll create in a creative way only he can imagine to bring his kids home. And today he's bringing some of you home. All you have to do is come and believe. With that in mind, what do you say? We pray as we bow our heads before Almighty God. If you've never believed and you'd like to, Maybe the prayer for you today, just in your own heart and mind between you and God, is something like this. God, look, I know I've sinned and screwed some stuff up, but right now, the best I understand it, I choose to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead to give me a new life. I choose to believe, and I choose to be your disciple, Jesus Welcome into my life. As we continue in prayer, the next part of this prayer is for those of us that have already believed. Oh, sure, we've got our ticket to heaven, but we still hadn't found what we're looking for. And maybe you heard it, one of the key areas that I mentioned, one of the seven. Maybe for you, Oh, you'll get to heaven, but you still have a hole in you because you never shared Christ with anyone or because you never care for the under-resourced. That'll fill a hole. Maybe for some, it's through prayer or giving generosity or the arts creating. Perhaps you'd want to say to God, God, I want to step into a new place of commitment to you in which I'm fully leveraging the area that you place in my heart with which to fill the hole, not just in my own heart, but in the body. Thank you for what you're going to do to answer our prayers humbly. We offer these prayers to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, amen. Amen. Well, as we wrap up today, um, like Ali said earlier, I want to prepare you for next Sunday. Next Sunday is Camo the Cameo, so make sure and wear camouflage next week. If you don't have it, hey man, thrift store. That's where it's at, right? <laughs> camo. Um, also, 
um, I wanted to mention about our financial worship. I felt prompted today to share with some of you who are unemployed. Don't feel bad or guilty that you can't contribute financially today. There are some times where you just need to receive and there are others of us, we want to pitch in on your behalf so you can receive. And so any like guilt that you ever feel about not being able to participate in the offering, just erase all that. Don't receive that because no one here is putting that on you. We love you here and we're just glad that you're able to come and be a part. And uh, we don't like to compel people by guilt or shame or law. We don't tithe because we have to. We get to. It's a pleasure and a joy to be able to do. And so I felt prompted to offer a prayer over our church finances and over your personal finances today. So could we pray again real quick? God, we trust you to provide all the needs that we have for resources around the church. And we trust you that that other 100,000 is going to come in easily because 100,000 is not a lot of money to God. And I also pray for everyone who's sitting before me online and in person in the cameo. I pray for unexpected checks in the mail. I pray for lowering of bills. I pray for refunds and rebates. I pray for unexpected provision. All who would receive that just say amen. Amen. Well, let it be as God uh, wills on that. And in case you're new at this church, there are four ways that we take up the offering rather than pass buckets or plates. Uh, you can mail it in. Some people text to tithe. Others just go to the website or the giving stations located near the exits. Now, since we've been fasting and we're talking about filling a hole today, as you guys walk out through either sets of doors, uh, we've got donut holes for you uh, to break your fast and to fill a hole in your life. So grab you a donut hole on the way out. But before you leave, I wrote a benediction poem for you. So if you don't mind to stand, and I hope this uh, benediction poem would be encouraging for you. I'll share my love, my hope, my faith with all who will listen till the end of my days. I'll serve the poor with open heart and hands. I'll live in deep friendships and make a stand. The arts, they speak to me in ways words can't say. They open my eyes and show me a new way to see the world, to feel alive, to express myself, and to thrive. Share Christ. It's my mission and my call. Spread the word and give it my all to show the world the love he brings, to show them all the joy with which we sing. So live holy, not shoddy. Come together like a body. Let's make a difference in this world we're in. Let's live a life of love and let the healing begin. Again, man, peace, y'all. Have an awesome day. See you guys next time. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.